Well, I don't know about you and what came across your mind or your heart as you watched that video, but I long for more of that, more of rest and feasting and enjoying and delighting. And our Lord and Savior, He invites us into that, really in a weekly rhythm called Sabbath. And so over the next couple months, we're going to practice this together. Um, you may have heard things called disciplines or practices. A practice is a little bit different in the fact, may, maybe you've heard a, a touching sermon or a podcast or a book, and, and you were like all in for a couple weeks. Maybe it was about eating healthy or reading the Bible. And so for the next two weeks, you were like all in, like you changed everything and you were doing that and feeling um, wind in your sails because of it. But usually with just one teaching or one book, within a couple weeks, it's back to business as usual. Um, you go back to the same routine of things. A, a practice is just a little bit different. It's with a group of people looking at one of the disciplines and not only studying it for a long period of time, but practicing it as you go. Um, that has been just instrumental for me over the last um, three years of my spiritual formation. Um, it's been a game changer. And, and so even with Sabbath, I started that last August. I didn't know anything about it. I had read some books. I wanted to. I didn't want it to be a two-week fad. So I just started practicing it, and I had a day of the week. I would practice it um, a different way every time. So I would write out at the end what worked and what didn't, and oh man, that was so good, or that was restful, or that was work, or that was stressful, or that was a complete fail. And I just tried it differently every week until after about four months, I, I was in a rhythm. I, I mean, honestly, it was the best day of the week. It was so healing and therapeutic. I look forward to it. It was actually so delightful and enjoyable, it started bleeding out to the other days. Just the lack of stress, um, it was so good. I, I made the mistake of telling my wife. Uh, I, mean, I told her one day, I just said, hey, this thing that I've just started doing a Sabbath, it is like the best thing in my relationship with Jesus, and it's so restful and healing. And she just kind of looked at me and she says, well, I'm glad you feel rested. And she had every right to say that because she was actually carrying more of a load so that I could have this day to delight in the family and to delight in the Lord and to rest. And so it was at that point that I knew, okay, I need to bring the family along and we need to try to practice this together. So I'm going to ask you to do the same. Would you come and just let's practice this together as we try to journey along and making this a part of our life. Since it's new to me, I did want to just introduce you to a couple resources. There, there's people who've been writing about this for a really long time. Um, there's folks who have like one chapter in their book. So John Ortberg is the first time I heard about it, The Life You've Always Wanted. If you've read Andy Crouch's The TechWise Family, he has a chapter. Or even if you have Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, he has a chapter on it. So those are chapters. But probably what really inspired me to want to do this was John Mark Homer. Um, he has a book called Garden City. He also has The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He has four or five chapters on each one of these about Sabbath. And the way he does it, if it's true, it, it is like a slice of heaven. And it's like, that's the vision of what I want my Sabbath to be with my family. And so those are two resources. And then just one more. Um, this is called Keeping the Sabbath Holy. It's by Marva Dawn. She wrote this book before I was born in 1973. She says that Sabbath is ceasing, it's resting, it's feasting, it's embracing and worshiping. She... Um, she defines it well, and there's just devotions after each one of those words. So there's five devotions under each of those headings. I read one or two of those each time I Sabbath, and it just kind of helps refocus um, my mind. So as you want to continue to read and study, those would be some great resources for you today. 
Well, let's begin where the Lord would begin in this, um, and that'll be in Genesis chapter 2. So if you have your Bible or your phone, um, if you'll turn there, um, I want to read about the very first time that Sabbath is ever mentioned. It's in Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work and all he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all of his work and what he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy. Because of it, God rested from all of his work that he had done in creation. So God Almighty had just finished creating the earth and the universe and all that there is. And whether or not you believe that that was a literal six days or if it was over time, let's just agree to the fact that God spoke it into existence. He formed it. He fashioned it. And when he was done, it says that he rested. So my question that goes to my mind that I would ask you as well, is that because he was tired or he was worn out? You know, the universe is pretty vast. Like, we haven't even discovered the end of it. Um, with the best technology, it, it just continues to go on forever and ever. So, so maybe that's, that's a big task. And maybe he just needed a little break or a little bit of me time or a little bit of time to just veg out because he, was, um, he had overdone it. Well, you, you probably know this fact, but Psalm 121, um, it would say, Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You see, the Lord was not worn out. He took a time to Sabbath or Shabbat or rest, and he called it very good. All that he had created, it was good. He just sat back and he enjoyed and he delighted in and he saw that. And so not so much of wearing out and having to replenish. He doesn't grow weary or tired, um, but he rested. For some of you who may go, well, that's good for God. <laughs> for him, does that mean the same for me? Well, we, we get a couple of indications here. Um, it says in this passage that God blessed this day. So he's blessed the living creatures and he's blessed humans and he blesses a day. So he says it's good. His blessing is on it. Maybe it's just supposed to be the routine and the way creation works. He also says another word. Um, if you've heard the word holy, the angels cry day and night, holy, holy, holy. It's something saying that God is set apart, unique, one of a kind. And although that's used of God, God calls this day holy. And so this is a, a day that's set apart for God, to God, by God. And so in that, maybe we're starting to see that maybe this isn't just the Lord who would rest. Maybe it is for all of creation, including us. So I would love for you to go ahead and turn in Exodus chapter 20. The very first time that this is commanded is in Exodus chapter 16, but we'll get to that in a couple of weeks when it introduces manna and Sabbath is the first time it's commanded. But Exodus 20 is... Um, it's the Ten Commandments. And so there's a whole lot of don'ts and do nots and rules and structure. And, and that's a good thing. You know, don't murder, don't commit adultery. I mean, those, those are good boundaries um, that, that I'm going to continue to keep by. And, and we would say as a society, these are good things. But, but in all the don'ts, there's a couple of do's. There's a couple of gifts that the Lord gives us and instructions. And one of those is to remember the Sabbath. And so let's read together. It's in Exodus 20, starting in verse 8. It says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or female servant or your livestock or your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that was in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. 
I want you to see a couple things here. Um, first off, it, this is a command. And so just as we don't brush off the lying or the murder or adultery, we don't go, ah, those are so like Old Testament, like so outdated or so just for the Jews. Like we, we uphold all of those today. The same would be true with the Sabbath. And there have been some who've argued saying this was just for the Jews or because of Hebrews 4, there's this Sabbath rest that we always have with Jesus. But, but this was a day. This was a day modeled by our Heavenly Father. It was a day that Jesus practiced every day of his life. And if that's their way of living, um, then, then here's the deal. I'm not trying to form them to me in my life. I'm trying to form my life around the Lord. And so in that, and if they command it and they call it good, and they say this is how creation was set up, I want to heed this command. So it's a command, but secondly, just the word Sabbath, Shabbat, one of our good family friends, that's what he says, it's time to Shabbat and it's time to Sabbath. It really literally means to cease or to stop. Um, and I would ask you the question, what, what would it look like for you to stop? Like really stop cleaning, stop working, stop emails, stop producing and making deals, stop social media, stop trying to be like the world, stop working, cleaning, any of those things. What would that look like for you? For some, that may be terrifying because you're a person on the go and that's how you get fuel. Some of you it sounds very desirous but maybe out of touch. And then some of us maybe, we would fear if we were that still in that silence, what it would look like. Well, we're commanded to stop. A couple other things about this is, um, it says the seventh day to the Lord. So it says it three times in Genesis, it says it twice here. But the seventh day to the Lord, so the last day of the week was going to be to the Lord. So for Jews, that looked like um, Friday when the sun went down until Saturday when the sun went down. That's when Jews actually still observe it. When Jesus rose from the dead on a Sunday, then the, new, the Christian church, they basically made that their Sabbath. I would say this, whenever you choose to do your Sabbath, um, it's really interesting because when people got into particulars and rules and legalism on the Sabbath, Jesus would have nothing to do with it. He would remind them saying that the Sabbath was made for man. It was this gift, not like a rule, not man for the Sabbath. And so for myself, um, I, I don't do Sundays because I love being a pastor, but it's not a day of rest for me. I'm studying, I'm setting up, I'm speaking or teaching, I'm, I'm pastoring and all those things. So for me, it's Friday when the sun goes down and for our family till Saturday when the sun goes down. Um, but for you, Sunday is great. We have people in medical school and or who are residents and Wednesday's their day. Whenever it is, we actually have a couple of people at our church and the residents, and the reason why they came to Midtown is because they wake up at four every single morning, but they Sabbath for, for work and study, but they Sabbath from 4 p.m. on Saturday to 4 p.m. on Sunday, and then they top it all off by coming to, uh, to church. So whenever you would do it, I would just give you this hint, even if it has to move around a little bit, find a day so that you're not having to recreate the wheel every single week. Take, if you can, 24 hours or even start with 12 or even 6. And let's just go ahead and block out some time and call this a Sabbath. So what are the specifics of Sabbath? What, what is it not and what is it? Um, a couple things that it's not. It is not a day off when you get all of your other work done. So many of us work for five or six days and we have one day. And so that's when we clean and we do home projects and we catch up and we mow the grass and everything else that we do that is not a part of our work that we get paid for, that, that's not what the Sabbath is. Nor is it a day, sometimes we're so exhausted from the week, we would spend the whole day binging a couple new series or entire episodes of um, something on Netflix or sports 
or all of our recorded games that we've missed all week long and we just veg out all day long and that's not what the Sabbath is. It's also not a day of going without. It's not like sackcloth and ashes and denial. Um, it's not what some people may think, just sitting and praying and meditating silently by yourself with the Lord all for 24 hours, which for some of us does not sound all that appealing. Um, th those are the things that it's not. You see, because what it is, it's a day of celebration. It's a day to look forward to and to prepare for. If you have a negative connotation with Holy Day, then think holiday. I mean, when I think about Thanksgiving, there's some preparation for that. But what is Thanksgiving? Everything else is brushed to the side. It doesn't matter how important anything else goes. I'm going to be with those that I love the most. We're going to eat well, probably so much that we can't do dessert right at that time. And then we'll stop and we'll either rest or we'll hang out. And then we'll come back and we'll eat some more. And then we'll hang out and we'll visit. And we'll delight and we'll enjoy and we'll spare no expense. And we'll probably spend more money. And it's a delightful because it's a celebration that that's what Sabbath is. It, it is saying no to phones and to screens and to hustle and bustle and emails and everything else because there's something so much better. It's a day to go with the Lord. So we would spend time maybe in the beginning and the end and sometimes even take breaks in between, but it's a good thing. And so whatever it is that brings delight to you, if that's Waking up and seeing a sunset, for some of you that is worship, and some of you that is work. <laughs> if it's worship and if it's delightful, then do it. Um, if it's going down to your favorite coffee shop and just being able to sit and rest, if it's being with friends, then do that. That's what more of a Sabbath is. Um, it's a day of delight, not a day of denial. So, so let me just make a confession as I've talked about how great it is for us and our family to be able to adjust to a day this has been one of the hardest transitions that we have made. We have two working parents. We have four kids. Two of those have jobs. Two of the others have several sports. We have three schools, and we have a whole lot going on. So when I was consulting some of these really spiritual people who've been doing it for a while, they were no help whatsoever. Some of them are either single, without kids, part Amish, homeschooling their kids. They don't do sports, and so I'm like, surely, of course, they can do that. What does it look like for just the average American and really, it's tough. But again, I'll say this. We either had to say yes to this Sabbath and figure out how all the details work or hang on to the details and figure out if Sabbath was going to be an option. And we just chose the Sabbath first and we're going to make everything else in align with that. But it was tough and it was hard. Um, we've had some fabulous days. We've had some really rough days. Actually, one of our families who had started this he said that within just a little bit of time, there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. The kids revolted about no screens. They said, we're sleeping in till four in the afternoon so we don't have to do Sabbath. And my kids have done the same. And so just to, to think that if you read Garden City or Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, that it's going to be heaven on week one, the likelihood of that happening are, is, is very slim. But it's a practice. And I'll just say this, the more and more we go about this, this is becoming a way of life. It's becoming very fruitful, rewarding, and good. And we're committed to it for the rest of our lives. So just a quick confession. So what would this look like, this Sabbath day, look like in 2020 for you? Maybe it is that you are a young professional and you may be thinking, okay, if it's a Sabbath to the Lord, then that means withdrawing from everybody else and just being by myself and Maybe you already feel lonely and isolated anyways. Another day does not seem like a gift. Not at all. Mar Marva Dawn, she was single. 
she would talk about almost every Sabbath, she would have people over and they would have the best of meals and they would visit and converse and things that filled them up and they delighted with the Lord and in each other like together. And so that's maybe what it looks like for you. For some of you, you have toddlers or babies around and even though it would be nice to just tell your little two-year-old, hey, I'm Sabbathing today, so go to your room. It's not very realistic. So what would it look like for that? And on, on the last week of this, we'll have some people who can talk from experience, but I've heard several couples and what they would do is, is once they put the kids down on the night when they start their Sabbath, they would just go ahead and have a little bit of time with the Lord and just delighting in each other. The next morning, maybe one of the parents would go and have two hours by themselves. They would come back, both parents and the children would go to a park and be able to have time together. Then once the kids go down for a nap, then the other spouse would go off and have several hours. So not a 24 hour of complete freedom from responsibility, but each one had their section. And what this one couple said is, is that the fact that both of them were so intentional during that time and screens were apart and no distractions that even, even their two-year-old started cluing into the fact that, you know what, this, there's something special about this day. So that may be what it looks like if you have one or two or many more children. So what does that look like for our family, the Caldwells? Since we start on Friday evening, then usually that afternoon is a little bit stressful. And we are cleaning and getting all of our chores done. We're getting all the meal prepped. We're getting everything finished as far as emails or projects or anything else that we have so that when we start the Sabbath um, during dinner time, that we, um, we light a candle, um, sometimes two. We say a prayer and invite the Lord into it all. And then we sit down for an incredible meal. Um, we, we spare no expense, and so um, our kids usually drink water other times, and so there's some type of a special drink for them. We have special dessert. We have big meals. They can go back for seconds. Um, sometimes we'll even have um, friends, not, not new friends that we're just trying to get to know, but people who are close with us who they can also join with us um, on Sabbath. And so we'll have that. We'll, we'll start off with a, a prayer. And then later after dinner, we'll actually have a little bit of time to wrap up before we go to bed. And we'll just reflect for just a little bit on how the Lord has been good to us or what He's taught us that week. And just to let you know that that time can be really, really short and seem very unspiritual. Other time, it's been kind of a gateway to open up to all sorts of discussion. And so we try to start with a prayer, end with a little time of sharing. Um, and sometimes in between, though, we've had family fun. We've had karaoke. Um, we've had little concerts. <laughs> we've had games. We've had um, looking at the sunset and, and going on pinnacle. We, we've had lots of different things. But then the next morning, we, we sleep till whenever, until we wake up. Usually we have some individual time with the Lord. And then it's a big breakfast or going to our favorite donut store or our favorite restaurant dive and just continuing to feast and enjoy. And then in the afternoon, whatever is enjoyable and not work, sometimes that's um, together, sometimes that's alone with the Lord, but sometimes that's just rejuvenating ourselves. What's delightful and enjoyable? That, that's on a good day what Sabbath looks like for the Caldwells. Um, so my question for you is this. If you were to start... Sabbath, what would be the benefits? Like what would you look forward to if this was just the natural rhythm of you or you and your roommate or you and your community or even you and your family? Would it be lower anxiety or just maybe some life-giving restoration? Maybe with always being so shallowy and surfacey with so many people, it would be a time to cultivate deep relationships. Maybe it would be a time that you would actually just get to stop and listen to whatever the Lord wants to speak over you being able to recharge and refresh. Maybe it would be an example to others. I mean, if you're like me, maybe your neighbors already think you're kind of out there, 
But now, as opposed to just being the person who doesn't do all the things of the world, now, now you have this day where you delight and you enjoy, and if they were ever to drive by or walk by, they would hear laughter and enjoyment and fun and meaningful time, and they would see a different person, not always frantic and on to the next deal. They would see somebody who was just more calm, and maybe then they wouldn't look down, and maybe they would start to look a little bit of with intrigue and going, what, what's different about them? Because this is the way of the Lord. Maybe it is that if we could get a whole day wrapped around the Lord and delighting in Him and focused on Him, maybe that would start to overflow into the other days of the week. I, I don't know. There, there's lots of benefits. Um, I, I do want to point in closing to this one from Isaiah 58. The Lord gives maybe one of the best benefits of Sabbath, and if we were to live this today. It says this in Isaiah 58:13, If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasure or your own business on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, or then you will return to the delight of the Lord. Here's the deal. God's people 2,700 years ago, they weren't adverse, they weren't opposed to the Sabbath, but somehow they just started not celebrating it, not observing it. What were they doing? It doesn't say anything sinful. They were just doing their own business and their own pleasure, whatever they kind of wanted to on that day off. And because of that, the Lord says, if you'll return to the Sabbath, then you'll return to the delight of the Lord. The chief end of man is this, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Although most people want to ask, tell me about your relationship with the Lord, they don't say, it's just so delightful. Like, I just enjoy my friendship with the Lord. I mean, He's so good. He's so good to my family. I don't usually get that, although that's the chief end. Here, here's what the Lord says. If we would ever just go from doing our own business and our own pleasure and whatever we want to, and we would return to the Sabbath, then we would return to delighting in the Lord. And I don't know about you, but that's what we are created for. We see it in the Garden of Eden. We see it with the disciples who walk with Jesus. We see it that one day in heaven, and we get to have that here. We would have that with this promise if we would just return to the Sabbath. So... That's our first teaching this first week. Our first practice is going to be this, to talk about some of the things that we talked about here today, but then to set aside a 24-hour block of time to be able to start the Sabbath. Um, there will be plenty of hindrances. If you can't already, um, if you can't foresee what those would be, just give it a week, and then you'll have a long list because there will be a lot of things that will come against you in that. Actually, the next time we talk, we'll talk about the hindrances and how to plan for that and how to say yes to that and to say no to other things. And so just know that, but for this week, um, go in this, go in Jesus' name as we try to practice this together. And I would love to finish by praying for you. God, we need your help. You obviously have given us a gift and you've hardwired us for it and we have forgotten it. So as we just try to take some steps into creating some space to what it would look like to delight and enjoy you and to rest and to stop and to feast, God, would you give us creativity? Would, uh, would you be our priority for this week and even amongst when we discuss this that we would be able to have accountability and people would sharpen each other and we wouldn't be in this alone but we just pray that you would honor the fact that we're trying to take a day to point it towards you and to obey the scriptures. We pray Father that you would return us to delighting in you. It's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. See you all next week. <laughs>